The Trilogy Podcast with Vin and Scott. Three movies, two men, one podcast. Okay, here we go. Focus. Three movies, two men, one podcast. Speed. I am on speed. Whoa, whoa, stop, stop. What did did you say you were on speed? What do you? Well, yeah. I mean, I have to get prepared. What are you doing? What are you doing over there? I'm getting ready for today's episode. You've never done that before. It's very strange. Well, it's new. I mean, I got to keep up with those younger podcasters who are coming up, and I gotta, I gotta more speed. I need more speed. Scott, nothing's faster than the Trilogy Podcast, the only podcast in the universe devoted strictly to trilogies. No reboot. No straight to cable. We're bringing you facts, trivia, debate, and more to hell with the movie, If They Made Four. Uh, are you all set, it. Scott? Well, yeah, what, I'm ready. What I'm are ready. you doing Let's over boom, on that side of the go. room? For God's sakes, man. All right. You've got to tell the people what trilogy we're doing. I don't know if this song is a dead giveaway. Uh, maybe not, but yeah. it's it's got some poetry and some truth to it, truly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but uh, that all goes out the window as we do the Cars trilogy. Yay for us. We're doing the Cars trilogy. Cars 1, 2, 3. We really avoided this for a long time, but we had to do an animated... I had my uh, inklings of what I thought I was going to think, and I won't say that I didn't get exactly what I thought, but I, you know... I was pleasantly it's a surprised. Really mysterious and vague statement. Yeah. You're just you're making <laughs> yeah. up front here. Okay, <laughs> we've kind of run out of movies that have to do with Christmas or right Hanukkah. I mean, there's not many trilogies that entirely yeah. have to do with Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. So we figured we'd do something that brings us back to the memories of our childhood. You know, that's yes. a Christmas. Absolutely. This reminds me uh, of playing with my cars at home. Yeah. I, I actually think that these movies really do feel like, uh, you know, an only child at home and just made all his cars like Mr. Car. <laughs> just gave it a name. He's the doctor car. She's the lawyer car. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword of, of, of like sort of delight of like, oh, it's very childlike and Right. sadness where it's like but he's all alone <laughs> playing with his cars it, which again is in, in a lot of ways a sort of metaphor for the christmas and holiday experience sure the uh, the innocence of youth as it were yes right so yes this is going to be our third car trilogy scott in the past as you know we've done yes smoky and the bandit ah uh. and um the transporter last year so this winds up being a very specific kind of trilogy. We'll talk about it later, but it fits the formulas that we've kind of noticed over the years. So this should be an interesting one to get into. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got to tell you, I'm excited. You ready to rock into this? Yes. All right. Well, first step as always, we consult our robotic friend, Trilogy Bob. Scrooge-like. Yeah. Grinchy. It's, but at the same time, he's the one that provides the category that each of our trilogies falls it's true. into. Cars falls into a category we've named, a little something for the kids. These films are unapologetically created for children, with simple conflicts and plots, often populated by broadly drawn characters. The jokes are basic, and the moral messages are underlined in bold ink. That being said, I hope everyone had a shitty year, and will go fuck themselves in 2023. Whew. During the holidays. I mean, really. No consideration. It's Oof. for the kids. I mean, I mean, it's children could possibly be listening Accidentally to this. stumble into this. Right. You know. Well, as cruel as Trilogy Bot was during this wondrous holiday season, this is an A Little Something for the Kids trilogy. All uh -huh. right. 
kind of trilogy that is specifically designed for kids. That's right. the whole point. They're supposed to be not very complicated. They're supposed to be broad-based, pure child entertainment. Yeah. Oftentimes, especially nowadays, these uh, these kids' movies, you got the big-name celebrity voices. Of course. That trend has kind of really gotten bigger and bigger over the years. Yes. And, you know, you end up with really a worse voice performance than you would have if you had just gotten a voice actor who does cartoons. Exactly right. And either that voice actor will disappear into the role yeah. or they will be the entirety of the role. Like the mm. genie, right? They really let him decide what the genie was going right. to do and say, with this, though, you can't see any of these actors in these characters because they're fucking cars. Yeah. You know, there's no, they don't have that that Disney Pixar ability of like, oh, I can almost see Good point. Willem Dafoe in this fish. Good you know point. what I mean? But yeah. I can't see. They're really limiting themselves. Right. You might as well have an inanimate object, just a film about things that are completely static now. Right. I mean, we're one step away from it. Right. I mean, the movie is called Buildings. Right, yeah. Exactly. Buttons. <laughs> and you know, it's also worth stating, as always, we know, ladies and gentlemen, that these are not meant for us necessarily. No. They're not meant for us. We get that sometimes the goofy joke is for the kids. We're not, sure. we can't analyze it in the same way we would a regular sure. film. But we both grew up at a time where there were really great kids' movies that were sophisticated yeah. enough that parents would love them as well. And it yes. wouldn't take away from it for the kids. It was just written. I would suggest, as we've said before, all the Muppet movies of the past. Right. The old Disney classics from the past, whether it be your Beauty and the Beast, maybe. Yeah. Or just the 90s run was incredible yeah. for a while. So it can be done. Our expectations are high. Sure. And I mean, it can be done. Especially Disney and Pixar. I mean, they have a long history of doing incredible movies. So right. uh, we should pick it apart a little bit. Agreed. All right. All right. So Scott, jump right into the plots for us. All righty. I think we're running a little behind. Without fail, you have a way Whoa. of just getting right to the point. And I'll that's what jam. I love to hear. Yes. And I love your plots. So just j jump right into it, bro. Okay. All right. Okay, all right. Here right. We go. We're going to take off. We're going to, that's what we're going to do. We're going right. to, we're going to just uh, peel out here and we're going to. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I actually like that one because yeah. it felt like, you know, I gave you the whole thing. It could have know? really been any song in this movie. Right. No difference at all. Yeah. I mean, no. You take out the, the you know, me babbling and just use that music. It's, I mean, that's that's a background race theme right there. For, no question yeah. about it. Finally, I can say that I enjoyed the song. Wow. Don't blow it now. Now I can die. Don't fuck it all up now. This was the greatest Christmas gift you could have ever given me. Since you're getting nothing else, I'm glad <laughs> you think so. All right. Break it down. All righty. All right. So, of course, uh, this is Scott's Plots. What we do here, or what I do here is I like to break down the plots very bare bones I just no character names or anything I give you the general gist of what happens in the movie just in case you haven't watched them in a while or you've never watched them and you just want to hear our lovely voices tell you things about movies so we of course start off uh, with cars 2006 in a world where cars are alive a red sports car ends his rookie racing season in a three-way tie with the retiring champ car and a perpetual runner-up car with a tie-breaking race scheduled the next week in California. Okay, stop right there. 
So we're entered into this universe now. Yes, Without just kind of thrust into it. Right, no fanfare. Right. We're just in this universe of cars that are alive, as you right. said. Right. I mean, and it takes us a while to register exactly what's going on here. What, what are I the rules? I have so many questions. Right. Like, how does it work? I, 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 you will, as we go through this, I have so many, like, pointed questions. I'm like, all right, now that we've seen that. And they'll contradict themselves oh, with certain things. Constantly. Is it, uh, you know, what, what kind of a universe is yeah. it? Is it the earth where people have been replaced by cars? Right. And that's it? Or people but it's the are earth. cars that they've assimilated to becoming cars? Or yeah. how are they born? How are they made? You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's, uh, we never hear about um, Lightning McQueen's dad or his mom right. or his brothers. No one has brothers. No one's related. I, again, this so, is, I, I also say this here, but like, it's kind of like when we did Hotel Transylvania and like, they just made gags on human things, adding, you know, spooky stuff in it. Right. It's the same way with this, with the car puns. Yeah. Like, you know, Bagel with Scream Cheese is, is essentially the exact same joke as Lincoln Continental Breakfast. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's exactly the same Right. Joke. So we're figuring out the rules in the beginning. The eyes are part of the... The windshield. The windshield. Yeah. But uh, I don't... Your arms and legs are your wheels. I don't know. I'm surprised you never saw a windshield get smashed and then go, all right, what's in there? You know what I mean? Like, I want to know what's inside these cars. Yeah. Is the it doors just, don't open. Is it just machinery inside there? Yeah. We've never seen inside... Do we see the inside Do of any cars? Do we see a convertible at any point, I was thinking? That's a good point. I don't think so. Because then they'd have to justify what the, the seats are for. Right. Would it just be filled with organs? Just like, to, <laughs> you I know? Like, right. Yeah. Car or organs. dead humans that are just like... <laughs> Again, theory number two, where there used to be humans on yeah. this planet. That and also, I mean, we're introduced to Lightning McQueen, the, the you know, our, our hero, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's already like a known entity. Yeah, You know, true. like we're like, we're kind of catching up to this world and to the fact that he's, you know, this is like the last race exactly. of the season and he's get there. the new hot thing. Right. So it starts really at his high point. Yeah. So we're catching up a lot. Which is kind right of interesting. Beginning. All right. Yeah. And that, and the, I would say the racing scenes are the highlights of these films. So this Absolutely. first scene, we're like, oh, okay, cool race, sports right. element. All right. And they're like, you like that? Right. Get ready to not be at a race <laughs> for the rest of the movie. Exactly. Wanting to be the first racer to arrive, the red sports car forces his 18-wheeler friend who's transporting him to drive all night, causing him to nod off, and the red sports car falls off the back of the truck and is presumed missing. Meanwhile, Attempting to catch up to his 18-wheeler friend, the red sports car ends up in a deserted desert town where he is chased by a local police car, causing extensive damage to the road in the town. <laughs> it, just, it just sounds like nonsense. It's because it is. <laughs> the town doctor car wants the red sports car to leave because he doesn't trust sports cars. But the town lawyer car convinces the doctor car to make the red sports car fix the road before he can leave. The idea of a bunch of cars being in a court. Uh, the, so you're where, telling me there's a bunch of cars going to law school. It's such a it's such a quintessentially human thing. It's very Doc Hollywood. I kept thinking that the you're whole just, time. That was my next thing. Really? That I was oh, say. my God. It's obviously a ripoff of Doc Hollywood. I mean, nobody really talks about Doc Hollywood right. anymore. No one's going to remember. It's for kids. Yeah. right? We can rip this off and All, make it also about cars. Vaguely, uh, reminiscent of um, Oliver Stone's U-turn in my mind for some reason. I've never seen that. Yeah. Sean Penn, he got stuck in a backwater town and he can't quite get out. It made me think of that for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Was I this think. covered in the Transformers? They're just, does they come from a planet of, of, of yes. human cars and vehicles that turn into robots? Yes. They, yes. What was it? What was the justification of that story? Uh, I don't remember. I don't recall. I don't recall how, but what? they were very serious about it. There was a yeah. war going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we should have had a military angle in cars, it's you know, where thing. like tanks come, you know, cars three tanks. 
Yeah, I mean, there was a vehicle, a Jeep car. So what, these cars are fighting each other? They've organized into countries? Right. They never They're really, in a country and I, just fight each other? Yeah, the news is countries? always about car racing. It's never like, you know, news from Afghanistan. Uh, <laughs> 700 cars were blown up today. Like, okay, make more. <laughs> like, who gives a shit? <clears throat> All right, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> we could do this forever. The red sports car does a quick, piss-poor job so he can leave, but the doctor car doesn't accept it and challenges the red sports car to a race, mm. promising that the red sports car may leave if he wins. But the red sports car spins out and loses, having never driven on a dirt track, and the red sports car goes back to work on the road. During this time, the red sports car befriends a tow truck, learns about the town's former glory, develops a romantic relationship with the lawyer car, and discovers that the doctor car is a former race car himself, and after a bad crash, was forced out of the sport. Right, so this is basically that whole montage of him going on the date with Sally is like the theme. Like, right. here's the theme and let us lay it out for you. Yeah. It's very syrupy and, I don't know, yeah. heavy-handed to Where me. Where there are country, hometown songs playing. and I mean, they're... It's, She's pushing small town values on me. Come on. What, yeah. Where is this coming from? Well, you race cars with your New York values. <laughs> and it, does, it does feel like these movies were made for Republican children. Oh, oh no question you know? about it. Yeah. The focus on nature, how, you know, she's overlooking the vista. She's like, I do it all for this. And it's like, so nature is the same in this world too? <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I, you're machines. <laughs> Why would you be amazed right. with nature? Because you're not part of it. You're man-made. And that's, and that's right. what it really comes down to. An automobile is made so we can advance as a species. She's talking about going back to the way it used to be. where Back to the a, old days. We're what are like, you talking about? Okay, so you've always been cars. Like, there's always, but there's never been humans. Like, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, we need to make cars great again. Am I right, guys? After fixing the road, the red sports car decides to stick around another day to hang out with his new friends. But the doctor car alerts the media to the red sports car's whereabouts, and he is taken to California for the big race. I mean, lightning's growth happens over the course of like a day and a half. Two yeah. days. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, he's not that bad a guy. He goes on a drive with a girl, and she convinces him. He's pretty easy to convince. He's like, yeah, people are fucking nice. What, how'd I? Yeah. I never thought of that before. <laughs> it's kind of a similar journey that we saw Gordon Bombay go through in Mighty Ducks of like, win, win, win is always the answer. And it's like, it doesn't matter if you win, right? It's more about yeah. It's the, yeah. similar. The red sports car is distracted during the race because he wasn't able to say goodbye to his new friends and is not doing well. Suddenly, the red sports car discovers that the doctor car has taken over as his crew chief, and the other townsfolk have come to cheer him on in the pit. Using tricks that he learned from his new friends, the red sports car is able to take the lead. But after the perpetual runner-up car causes the retiring champ car to get into a huge crash, the red sports car gives up the win to push the retiring champ car across the finish line. It's really stupid. There was no logical reason for him to stop directly in front of the finish line to go and help the old man car over the line. It was a manufactured sacrifice. It wasn't like a real sacrifice that you'd make. Yeah. It'd be different if somehow he was in danger, the car was on fire, and Lightning had to like run over you know, in the infield and like put him out. Right. And that's the reason he couldn't cross the finish line. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing I would say is that I think it's less a sacrifice but more a realization to Lightning McQueen that winning right now is not that important because this is the beginning of his career and everyone is already talking about him like he's this phenom. 
This guy's leaving. I think it's entirely related to Doc. Nobody took him back and forgot about him and all that okay. stuff. So like he was like, I don't want to show him that I've forgotten about him. I want to sh still show him respect that he's the champ and always was. And just because he's presumably the stakes are raised for for lightning because he's also carrying the load from fucking Paul Newman's bullshit like on his back as well. Right. The perpetual runner up car is condemned for his actions and the red sports car is praised for his sportsmanship even being offered sponsorship by a large company. But he turns it down and stays loyal to his company. The red sports car goes back to the deserted desert town, builds a racing headquarters, reinvigorating tourism, and saves the deserted desert town. I think it's safe to say I can speak for you as well, that we know what's going to happen in all three of these movies like 10 minutes into the movie. Like, you yes. know what the story is going to be. Right. So we kind of had a pretty good idea. Maybe that he wasn't going to stop right in front of the finish line, but we knew that he was going to have to do, you know, an honorable act. And as a result, he wasn't yeah. going to win the race. Like we right. saw that happening. It's a kid's movie. I, I yeah. get it. Right. But I mean, at the end of it, you watch it and you're like, well, I just know I'm never going to see this again. Yeah. It's nothing, nothing but an empty cup. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly as right. Paul Newman tells him, I would say it, it's like uh, Hotel Transylvania, but even more so, it reminds me more of like the Flintstones. You know, like everything is like, oh, it's Frank Sinatra. Rock. Right. And, it's you know, one like, joke. And since it's pitched at such a young audience, they don't have to be more creative than that. No. But also the fact that they can make a shit ton of car toys. You know what I mean? And oh, this sure. was going to be a huge, sure. you know. Uh, so moving right along to Cars 2. 2011. Five years and four racing championships later, the red sports car has been challenged by an Italian race car to take part in an international racing event created by a former oil tycoon who is promoting a new eco-friendly source of fuel. Right off the bat, you got a lot of broad-based ethnic stereotypes throughout this sure. movie. I'm an Italian guy. Yeah, like, well, you know, it's... I guess we're like that sometimes. Yeah, I don't are. know. There's nothing I can say. We are fast <laughs> and <laughs> suave. The red sports car decides to race, and the tow truck and his other friends head to Japan, where the tow truck embarrasses the shit out of the red sports car by housing a fuck ton of wasabi, urinating at a press event, and just being a general country bumpkin. So we've really shifted the entire main character of this trilogy from Lightning McQueen, the exciting race car, to motherfucking... Demiter. So he's the main character now. He's getting yeah. the most screen time. Let's not pretend that Mater is not the best thing that Larry the Cable Guy has ever done. Oh, obviously. It has to be, right? Obviously. Because I found him delightful at points, forgot he was Larry the Cable Guy, and was just like, he's just a hillbilly. I started like, liking him a little more towards the end of the movie, but I was yeah. very conscious early on at this point where I'm like, oh, God, this fucking bumbling, get your classic sort of fish out of yeah. water type, you know. Right. Well, as we've seen with, uh, you know, uh, Crocodile Dundee yeah. and things like that, you know. Crocodile Dundee is the best example. Thor. Yeah. Why is it always the Australians? Australians and rednecks. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they. That's I mean, that's basically what Australians are. And <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> They're the rednecks of the English Empire. <laughs> After pissing himself, the tow truck goes to the bathroom where he interrupts two goon cars beating up an American spy car who plants a tracking device on the tow truck. Wait a second now. This is turning into a spy movie? Yeah. How bizarre. That's honestly, the movie could be an entirely just a spy movie for me, and I would have loved it. McQueen, the only thing he's going through is he yelled at a friend and went, I shouldn't yell at my friends. And that's his whole arc. Oh, that's, oh, of that's course. It. 
it's really annoying. They played that friendship angle with their best friends. and yeah, Like, you hated him. Yeah, McQueen didn't have any other friends before he showed up. Yeah. Friend from his past, nobody. And I love Ratzenberger's every- not his best friend. <laughs> right, yeah. You've been inside him. Yeah, really. <laughs> Ratzenberger, he can detach his body. <laughs> yeah. And there's some kind of statement about renewable fuels that they're making. Yeah. There's a message there. It's almost like they're like, the first one may have been Republican. But let me tell you something. We're all for the environment. Yes. Well, the bad guys are. Yeah, well, right. As you find They're all about fossil fuels, Scott. Yes. Fossil fuels. Kill more dinosaurs that are already dead. that's the, you know. The American spy car discovers that an angry German car is plotting to blow up the race cars by using an EMP disguised as a camera to ignite the new eco-friendly fuel they are all required to use. I mean, if you had just an all-car society, wouldn't so much of the yeah. industry be about fuel, even more than humans? Yeah. It'd be like if an exchangeable thing on the stock market was like blood for us. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. You know. Blood is, uh, the, the blood, blood futures are looking good. Wait a second, I made of that. <laughs> no, no. Oil is and my again, blood. again, that much bigger of a statement about renewable energy. I mean, if these guys are switching over to it, they're, right. they're a society of cars. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile... Two British spy cars follow the tracking device to the tow truck and mistake him for the American spy car. At the first of the three races, three cars are blown up by the fake camera, and the tow truck, while on headset with the red sports car, is guided by the British spy cars to avoid the German car's goon cars, which confuses the red sports car, causing him to come in second to the Italian race car. The red sports car yells at the tow truck, who decides to go home but at the airport, runs into the British spy cars and goes with them. Disguised, the tow truck infiltrates a meeting of broken down cars, but eventually blows his cover, and he and the British spy cars are captured. At this point, we realize, okay, we're playing off the same formula where just a regular average guy gets involved in some international espionage, some world-changing kind mm-hmm. of event, and and doesn't know it. It's like a stupid patsy and just right. kind of doesn't realize he's part of the story, Yeah, right? Right, I mean, right. We've seen this trope many times in a lot of comedies that have to do with, you know, the world spying. This movie also made me think of The Tuxedo with Jackie Chan, where he's like, I don't know what this is, but I I have all these powers. (laughs) Like, you got a, a, like a who's Harry Crumb, a Clouseau-ish feel to this movie. Yeah, where the hero only stumbles into solving the crime. He's not good at it, but somehow it works out, Right, you know? Right. Meanwhile, the red sports car wins the second race, thanks to a huge pileup caused by the fake camera. In light of these events, the former oil tycoon lifts the requirement to use the new eco-friendly fuel, but the red sports car decides to use it anyway. The third race in London begins, and the tow truck and the British spy cars are being held in a giant clock, where the tow truck admits he's not a spy. I mean, it's called Big Bentley, but it's still a clock. So what does that even mean? Right. To this point, I'm hating the movie. And then this London sequence begins. Yes. And you know what? It started to kind of switch over for me a little bit. I started to get more familiar with the character, started to like them more. And I thought the race scene was cool. So Mm -hmm. it started to win me over here. After the fake camera fails to blow up the red sports car, they learn the German car set a bomb in the red sports car's pit as a backup plan. And the tow truck breaks free to save him. This is where the plot sort of falls apart for me here. The bad guys anticipated that it's possible that the the electromagnetic pulse wasn't going to blow up the car. They've right. got a plan B. Plan B is they've attached a bomb to Mater, right. allow him to escape so that he can get to lightning and blow him up. Yeah. 
And then when that doesn't work because lightning is too far away every time, they're like, plan number three, you guys just go fucking kill them. Yeah. Like they have three plans right. for this. Yeah. And still fail. They're, they're, they're obviously not masterminds if they were like, we're going to fuck this up at least twice. <laughs> exactly. So. But shortly after, the British spy cars also escape and learn that the bomb was actually placed on the tow truck knowing he would help the red sports car. The tow truck learns this as he arrives at the race and begins driving down the track away from a pursuing red sports car who is trying to apologize for yelling at the tow truck. We've already established that Mater can drive backwards really well. Yes, because of his rearview mirrors that he can't see because they're behind the windshield. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> the tow truck figures out who is behind the plot and drives the bomb to the former oil tycoon who disarms it, revealing he has been trying to discredit alternative fuels so he could go back to his gas-guzzling ways. So the twist is that it's Axelrod the entire time, the guy who creates Alanol. His plan didn't make any sense, let me tell you yeah. why. Because he's like, I created this Alanol specifically to show that it doesn't really do anything and how important fossil fuels are or whatever. I'm going to create a thing just to make it look bad so you'll like the other thing. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything. The same result will happen. No one knew anything about Alanol or this renewable fuel. So why'd you make it in the first place? Right. They'll right. still think that it exists now. Don't do anything. Right. Do nothing. Yeah. The tow truck is knighted and offered to go on another mission, but turns it down in favor of using rocket boosters to race the red sports car back in the deserted desert town. Yeah. So this is what kills me about this type of plot. You know he's a moron. He accidentally did well. Right. And then you're like, you're the most brilliant agent I've ever seen. He did one thing good. Yeah. He's not even trained. Right. If someone did well who wasn't supposed to be on the mission, you wouldn't be like, well, now you're an official agent. You'd be like, no, you're still in trouble because yeah. you weren't supposed to fucking be there. You Great know. choice, Bruce Campbell. So look, <laughs> it was, he was tortured to death, basically, in a kid's movie. Tortured to death. It hurt me. It hurt me bad. <laughs> We've seen from other trilogies that it's always a risk to take a movie to another country. This is a common trend in trilogies where... Where, you know, the first movie comes out, then they want to just go crazy and take it completely to another place for the second movie. Yeah. Inevitably, traveling back in the third movie to where it started. The right. same plots and stories that made it famous in the first place. Scott, mm -hmm. we saw this in the Oceans trilogy, where the second movie is about their adventures in Europe. And right. in the end, they have to come back to Vegas. We saw this in The Karate Kid, where the second movie... To Okinawa. And yeah, and yep. they got to come back to fight his original's fight. His original, to do the exact fight he did in the first one. In The yeah. Hangover. We see it as well. They go right. to fucking... Whatever. Uh, they go to Thailand. Thailand. Bangkok and then they, they and come back, you know, it's they're back to their what they started with, the same characters. Right. And so, so And it somehow ties into the first movie again. Right. Jesus, even in Indiana Jones, even though it's not a trilogy, the, if we were to pretend the first three were a trilogy, it would follow the same pattern as well. Right. And the second one is a prequel that takes place in India. Third, you got to bring him back to the Nazis. Yeah. Nazis so, and Christian relics. This is, <laughs> right. So bring us back to where it all started, Scott. Where it all began. The third movie. Cars 3. 2017. Five years later, the red sports car is having difficulty staying relevant as new, young, faster racers who use new technology to train are taking over the sport. In the final race of the season, while attempting to not lose to the hot new rookie car, the red sports car suffers a major crash, throwing his future into question. In real racing, cars all have to follow the same, like, standards in terms of how they're made. They're all basically the same car and the winner is determined by 
really minor, subtle things. Do guys in NASCAR actually use a simulator? They try to make like almost an excuse for why Lightning's not doing as well. I'm like, no, I think it's just that he's an old model and yeah. he just was not made, like the newer cars are just yeah. going to go faster. And the point I'm trying to make is that in the real- It's an evolution of the sport, In this real right? racing though, it's not really like that. It's a yeah. very gradual, subtle thing. It's not like, hey, I decided to do this crazy new thing to my car. It's allowed and now I'm 10 miles per hour faster. Four months later, the red sports car wants to keep racing and finds the company that sponsors him has been sold to a rich business car who assigns a new trainer to the red sports car. Having difficulty adapting to the new training methods, the red sports car breaks a racing simulator and the business car tries to force the red sports car into retirement. But the red sports car convinces the business car to give him one more race and to let that decide whether he retires or not. This movie is really a series of meditations on the Rocky movies. So <laughs> this of, is the yeah. part of the movie that's Rocky three, where yeah. a, a better, tougher fighter beats him and he has to find redemption, look within himself to right. find redemption. Later, while trying to train on a beach, the red sports car is forced to teach the trainer how to drive on sand. And when the red sports car and the trainer, incognito, accidentally sign up for a demolition derby, it ends up all over the news, further embarrassing the red sports car. So that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about with Rocky Three. It They're fucking racing on a beach. It's very yes. similar. Yeah, right. It's yeah. a very similar thing. You're not wrong in the way that it's almost like he's finding out she's his equal right. sort of thing. And like they have that kind of relationship. Yeah. Uh, Apollo and Rocky, yeah. The red sports car takes out his embarrassment on the trainer, who he believes has been holding him back in his training. And the trainer reveals that she has always wanted to be a race car, but was never given the chance. First and foremost, everything has basically been his idea, all of his racing. He wanted to go to Thunder Hollow, like, what are you blaming her for? Suddenly he's snapping on her, that doesn't make any sense, it comes out of nowhere. Lightning is an insecure man, and he is taking it out on a woman. And yeah. the woman is then telling him, I have always wanted to do what you do and you look down on me and you have always, you're you're part of the problem. And he literally goes like, you would know that if you were a race car, but you're not. Yeah. And then realizes, oh fuck, I am, I'm toxic. Honestly, it brought up an interesting thing, this movie for me, because I was like, why are there male and female cars? Why do you even refer to male or female? You all have the exact same parts. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? It's just personality. Uh, again, it's and weird. They, as soon as they know. showed a male and a female bathroom in the first one, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa what? What, what does it matter? You're not pulling your dick out. Like, who gives a shit, right? Yeah, well, I and mean, I was like, weird. oh, okay. It's weird there could ever be a gender issue because it seems like every car is defined by its, like, occupation, by, right. by what it has right. to do. Yeah. So the fact that the movie has simply provided gender to, the, to anyone at all right. is just because humans are used to kind of seeing that. But in theory, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't no. mean anything. There's the lawyer car, the doctor car. I'm this, I'm that. But he's just a race car. But they can all race. Yeah, I guess you so. know, like they're they're all cars. Somehow, when he was birthed, though, he was birthed with all the stuff that makes him like the best racing car. He's just right. born with it. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, in a factory somehow. built by yeah uh, a human being who wanted him to be fast. It's like every like like in a factory, they're just making a bunch of many different cars in this yeah. world, not all of one car. Yeah, and they just do some sort of you know black magic and and then just left. I will say, surprisingly though, I, was, I keep saying, I'm like, I have no emotional investment because they're cars. But when he got into his crash at the beginning of this movie, I legitimately was like, oh shit. I was like, that's kind of cool. But then it was like, and then he's fixed. I was like, of course. If the car's like body is like a human being's body, aren't they immediately killed in these crashes? <laughs> also, these races, it's just like, it, I kept trying to think of it, I'm like, it's just people running. That's 
what it is. You're watching a track meet. Yep. Track meet, the movie. Yeah, yeah give me a fucking car throwing a javelin. Yeah. We'll be honest. <laughs> Firing it out of some sort of sneaky hole. What? This movie is full of sneaky holes. Yes. Feeling bad about yelling at the trainer, the red sports car decides to look up the Dr. Car's mentor, who reveals to the red sports car that although the Dr. Car could no longer race, he found new happiness in training the red sports car. Accepting that he will never be as fast as the younger race cars, the red sports car trains under the Dr. Car's mentor, who teaches him a few tricks and trains him with the trainer as his sparring partner. Right, and this is where you have your Rocky Four. Yeah. Because the enemy has the best technology. Steroids. Drago. Mm. Rocky is in the middle of nowhere, training with fucking rocks, running up snow hills. It's just like this, yeah. where he's training with bells of hay. Yeah. It's like this, you have to take it back to the to how it used to be, rough times. We didn't have technology. Yeah. The old ways are the best ways. Right, so yeah. we're coming back to this theme. Right. No question. The day of the big race comes, and although the red sports car has the Dr. Car's mentor as his crew chief, he's still very nervous. During the race, the red sports car overhears the business car telling the trainer to get back to the facility as she is only a trainer. The red sports car decides this is not his last chance, but the trainer's first chance and lets her finish the race. Obviously, there's no way that this is allowed in racing. Honestly, I was surprised when suddenly the movie became about her. I had no idea that all of a sudden he's going to let her finish the race because it was such a preposterous idea that I could have never predicted it. Then they use it conveniently at the end to be like, you both won the race just for the sake of the plot contrivance of him not, you know, getting yeah. to choose his own destiny. And you're like, hey, fuck off, man. You're not giving any rules to the car universe, at least since it's a thing we know about a car race. Yeah. There should be some rules. If I'm in a foot race, right, and I'm wearing a number, can I just give it to somebody else and leave and let no. them finish? Yeah. No. No. And he's like, oh, as long as you're wearing the number. Crazy goddamn NASCAR rules are these. They didn't want to straight up just let her race. They had to have Lightning McQueen race too because he's the main character. I don't yeah, know. That's how that's it felt to me where and, I'm like, right. it just the third movie should right. be about him retiring. Right. And for God's sake, if you don't make her his new love interest, so he still has Sally, but there's no romantic. This he is can't. why it's that's, cars. That's why I was this thinking about cars. the third movie. I was like, he can't because he already has his girlfriend forever from the first movie right. and it would cheapen the first movie if they didn't. But if it's humans, it definitely begins with Sally out of the picture now suddenly in a different situation and that's his new love interest no question about mm -hmm. it that would bolster the story and make the stakes higher for everyone involved if there was a love interest thing it just seemed like a cop-out like it was like yeah. go one way or the other but it's another rehash he sacrifices himself once again to show that he cares about another car it's a rehash right. entirely it's of the first the, film it, right exactly it goes back to the first yep and again makes it about doc in a weird yeah. way where i'm like yeah. Yeah, the lessons he learned from doc so you, again, you're that talking about- That guy I knew for two years and then he died. Right. The red sports car takes over as the trainer's crew chief. And using the tricks they learned from the Dr. Car's mentor, the trainer is able to win the race, which counts as a win for both her and the red sports car. This is where you get Rocky Five. He becomes her trainer in the right. same way Rocky begins to train Tommy Gunn. Right. So you have all the Rocky movies that kind of pop up in this film. The business car offers the trainer a position on his racing team, but she turns it down in favor of another company, which buys out the business car for his company, and the red sports car decides to keep racing, but also train the trainer. Again, make a fucking decision. Yeah, so what is it, like a hobby of his now? What are we talking about Right, here? but it's also, it's Disney... Pussyfooting, right? Like they they want to do this, you know, liberal message, and you know, I mean, it's, it's a liberal message, but also it's you know a good message. Yeah, but it's 
again, it's Disney being careful, yeah. right? Because they don't want to go too far. Because again, as we've stated, the original audience for this first movie had to be mostly Southern country, yeah. you know, like Agreed. people who watched NASCAR. Right. And over time, you know, the second one went all European, which I'm sure the fans hated yep. because they were like, ah, I won't be back in America. And then the third movie goes back and then you're immediately shoving this, you know, women belong in the sport too thing down right. the throats of an audience that doesn't want to hear that. Yep. And it's, it's, that's what the whole trilogy just seems very ill-advised. Everything yep. they did. So them's the plots. The end of the podcast, folks. We said everything we, we need to say. <laughs> Okay, when we finish the plots, which were awesome as always, Scott, we go on to the next part of our episode, and that begins with a song from Billy Joel. Billy? Information! Yeah, right, so I'm going to give you a bunch of information about sort of the background of these films. All yes. right, just a little bit. And of- his name is Vin. That's the, the Vin... Information. The information thing, right. Kind of speaks for Vin. itself, I guess. Did we introduce ourselves at the beginning of this episode? I don't think we did. We might have. I'm Vin. I'm Scott. Okay, look... <laughs> Cars was the last independently produced Pixar film before Disney purchased it. Mm. Development began in 98 after A Bug's Life. That was originally going to be the plan for the next film, but then they decided to do Toy Story 2 instead. Mm. And this got shelved for a couple of years. Um, I believe Toy Story 2 was originally supposed to be a video release. It took 11 Pixar animators two road trips down Route 66 to make this film where they... I don't know, research stuff. Like animating the whole way? I, I, it just seems weird that that's the kind of research they did. Just like, on their like, laptops? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like they wanted to like get a sense of like small towns and how the advent of interstates affected these small towns. I'm like, yeah. I feel like you're doing way too much research for this this kid's cartoon. Like, yeah. Yeah. Was, that, was that just a junket for the animators? Had a lot of conversations with old truck drivers and yeah. diners and that stuff. Was a, that was a tax write-off. I tell you, they're taking our business away. <laughs> <laughs> they also visited like the big three like car designers. The design was such a big part of the movie, right? They were like finding out the difference between the younger cars, the sports cars with like tighter suspensions, right. and the older cars that sort of you know more bouncy and um, the, the texture of the car and the weight of the car came into play. Yeah. So they didn't want the cars to be bouncing around just kind of doing everything the exact same way a human would. Right. And the director, John Lasseter, kind of had to remind them, look, these are like 3,000 pound things. They can't move the way humans can. But then they Let's, kind of do anyway. Yeah, they kind really. of just poke things with their tire <laughs> like it's a hand. You're like, okay. Like they could just lift that part of the car off the it, ground. Hey, look. It's the way the fucking cab in Roger Rabbit moved too. Like it's not, you Didn't know, you how much like research did you have to do? The cab of Roger Rabbit was like the inspiration for these movies. Kind of. See, that uh, would have been funny if they introduced it as like, oh, he's from that universe. Like, yeah. they, like he just came over through Toontown That would have been a cool you touch. Know. And incidentally, if you should ever need a ride, just stick out your phone. Hey, share the road, really? They made the decision early on. They weren't going to place like that car, the eyes as the lights. Mm-hmm. They wanted to put them in the windshield. And in the past, you know, it's always, those are kind of the light. When you look at a car, it looks like a face and those yeah. are the eyes. And they also really focused on the visual look of how the cars were painted as well. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of research on, uh, just how they put the, the shine on the car and yeah, the, uh, that glossiness. Yeah, on there. the gloss and uh, the idea of how the metal looked and the reflections. And again, I thought that looked great. Yeah. 
Well, there was, uh, I thought it was great, but sometimes it was like, it seems like everybody's really clean, unless it's a really shitty, rusty car. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, everyone was kind of shiny. The white trash of the car world or the yeah. rusty cars, like, they don't care about themselves. Yeah, no. yeah. The dirty, they don't care about their personal They're proud of their dancing dance. I don't know what that means. They don't yeah. bathe. They don't, they let themselves yeah. go. Are they just like, old? What does that, what does yeah. that mean, the rusty cars? Yeah, it was like Mater didn't want his dents popped because he was like, <laughs> I got these dents with my friend. I'm like, so what? If I got in a car accident with my friend and we had, you know, terrible disfigurements, we'd want them fixed, yeah. wouldn't we? If I was naked all the time and there were scars all over me, I think yes. I would have a different idea of how... Not just scars, dents. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the yeah, hell? I like, mean, what happened to you? You want to know how I got these scars? The computers they used for this movie were four times faster than The Incredibles from a couple of years before and a thousand times faster than Toy Story. So wow. the technology is just going crazy now at yeah. this point. The soundtrack was by Randy Newman, who's just... Naturally. You know, if you if it's Pixar, it's pretty much Randy yeah. Newman. They love the shit out of that guy. Randy Newman. He's a trilogy superstar, by the way. He uh, did the soundtrack for um, Major League, Meet the Fockers, in the Meet the Parents trilogy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's just done a ton of Pixar. He received an Academy Award nomination for his song in this film, Our Town. Performed by uh, James Taylor. It is James Taylor. James Taylor. Which really only makes it worse. Yeah. So... <laughs> This movie did great financially. It made $462 million, 244 in the United States, budget only $120 million. It made $60 million in its first weekend and for a couple of years held the record for opening weekend of car films until it was beaten by The Fast and the Furious. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Most of the cars in Fast and Furious also CGI'd. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, all right. Isn't that weird? I've never even seen any of those movies. I saw, I've only seen the first one. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. Fast and the Furious, yet another movie that Cars is exactly like. Yes. Um, so yeah, it got good reviews. And by and large, people accepted that plot line. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. People thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, there was someone, he was from the San Francisco Chronicle. I'm just going to quote him here because I think it's similar to what you and I have been saying. He said, um, cars might get us into the car world as a gimmick, but it doesn't get us into the car world state of mind. Mm. And he also be. mentioned uh, that they had just gotten a letter that morning uh, from the Zodiac. <laughs> He's from the San Francisco Chronicle. Well, that's Come really, on. That is really a tenuous connection. Come on. This is Zodiac speaking. Don't go and see cars. Yeah. <laughs> so that takes us to cars too. And mm. I have a lot less to say about these two because it's basically like a lot of the same information as, as, as one. All the research they put into this and the right. designing of the cars. And this obviously a much more European kind of well world of cars. Lasseter apparently went like on a, a tour of Europe and he, he, he said he looked over at like uh, different things and said to himself, what would Mater do? In a situation like this, what would Mater say? Yes, this is also where uh, John Lasseter got his idea for Pixar's next movie, Spaghetti. <laughs> it's just living spaghetti and meatballs that run around and have adventures. It's the second sequel that Pixar made after Toy Story. Mm. And um, sadly, some key actors couldn't come back because they died. Right. Paul Newman died after the first one. Highest grossing film of Paul Newman's career. Right. Cars. Isn't that sad? It's terribly sad. <laughs> Carlin also died. George Carlin, who played the hippie car. Right. And he was yeah. replaced. And the guy who did the voice, 
of the fire truck. I don't know how much of a voicing role that was, but the fire truck guy. Oh, died. he was like a Pixar guy. Yeah. Who did it? Yeah, so, yeah. The soundtrack for this one wasn't Randy Newman. It was a guy named Michael Giacchino. Who we have covered before. Yes, we have. He's a trilogy superstar. He did the Star Trek trilogy, Planet of the Apes trilogy, Jurassic World trilogy, and, and Spider Man MCU. Exactly, exactly. So we talked about him a little bit. I know you also, I'm sure, are a fan of his work in The Batman, which was recent. Yes, that's right. He did the Batman And he soundtrack. did the motherfucking new Thor. He's also a yes. trilogy killer. So this is my vow. Oh God, she will die. The movie with a budget of two hundred million dollars did five hundred and sixty million, one hundred and ninety-one million in the United States. Okay, so it was—it's actually um, the biggest Cars film, and um, it was the biggest opening weekend in two thousand eleven. At the time, it was competing against uh, Kung Fu Panda 2, actually. So two trilogies competing against each other. Wow. And it generally garnered poor reviews. People did not like this departure from the story. They did not like this uh, this spy element. Too convoluted, too complicated, they said. Um, It is the only Pixar film that on Rotten Tomatoes is rotten. Oh, wow. It's the lowest rated. This is the first Pixar film not nominated for an Academy Award and the first Pixar film not nominated for the Animated Feature Award since the the award was uh, introduced in 2001. Wow. You know, this is exactly why I don't bring you along to these things. Maybe if I, oh, I don't know, talk to somebody and explain what happened, I could help. I don't need your help. I don't want your help. Cars 3, Scott. Yes. We finally get to Cars 3. Production began in 2014. New director in his debut film. I didn't even write his name down. Don't care. Yeah. Um, But they really wanted to feel like a sports film, where in the past they're doing all kinds of research on Route 66, small towns. Yeah. The way cars are made, this and that. Now they did NASCAR research, which is mind-blowing to me since they just ignore the rules of racing. They even interviewed psychoanalysts that deal with race car drivers because, like, they can't let the sport go. They can't. Like lightning, they can't let it go. It's in their blood. Like It doesn't really fucking translate to cars because these cars are actually using their physical bodies, right? It's much more more akin to football or baseball. Exactly right. I feel like... Why do all this research? What You can't just have an imagination and think of how this probably would be if you didn't talk to someone about it. Right. I yeah. mean, it's for yeah. fucking kids, for God's right. sake. Oh, use your imagination. Think of what you can do. Use your imagination. That's just the thing. So yeah, this was always going to be a return to the story of McQueen right. after what they considered the Mater off-ramp that was the second movie. Get it? Off-ramp? I didn't create that. That's really It's what they said about their own film. Um, Randy Newman returned to score because they obviously couldn't find anyone else at all in the world that could do this. Right. And it made the the least amount of money. Okay. It was made for 175 and did 383 worldwide, 152 in the United States. So in the United States, it made less than how much it cost to be made. Yeah. It was dethroned at the box office that weekend by Wonder Woman. Hey. Wonder Woman was in first. It came in, took the prize from Wonder Woman, and then by the second week, Wonder Woman was back to the biggest movie. Yeah. But it was indeed the 16th Pixar film to debut at number one. And it got middling reviews. Not as good as the first one, not as bad as the second one. Right down the middle. People are basically saying it's an elevated straight to DVD or straight to streaming yeah. movie. Yeah. That really it, kind, it really kind of is. But boy, oh boy. Scott, what this trilogy spawned. Two TV series, also a bunch of short films that usually they tacked on to the beginning of the DVD bonuses. Right, well, bonus footage. And then, of course, you got the spinoffs. You got uh, the Planes movies, 
Planes, <laughs> and Planes Fire and Rescue, 2013 and 14, respectively. And, you know, the merchandising that goes with all these kinds of films, all these Disney films, you know, your, your video games. There was like eight or nine different video games. Ice cream that was called Burnout Ice Cream, and there was controversy because the word burnout, like, encourages, like, yeah. street racing. And then, of course— right, you know, might, I mean, I guess it just means you smoke a lot of weed, right? A burnout? It could kinda. be many things. I guess so. All of which you are. So yes, that's a burnout. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so yeah, the actors that are in all three movies. Yes. Okay, there's quite a few. There it's is. it's an all-star vocal cast. Sure. All right, so I'm going to try and bang through these very fast. Lightning McQueen is played by Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, a trilogy superstar. Meet the Parents, Night of the Museum. I think when we think of Owen Wilson, though, we think Frat Pack, that period of time in the sure. early 2000s where he did all those movies, two Zoolander films and Starsky and Hutch. Uh, he was also in the two Shanghai movies with Jackie Chan, and he's also one of Wes Anderson's favorites. You right. see him pop up in a lot of the West End. In fact, he from, even... From the old days. Yeah, yeah. he co-wrote two of the movies. He co-wrote Rushmore and uh, the Tannenbaum's movie. Yeah, so, him and uh, him and his brother, Luke. Yeah. He played the title role in a couple of movies, the You, Me, and Dupree movie, yes. and Drill Bit Taylor, yes. right? Um, and, Which are, you know, to me, I've seen neither of them, so they're the same movie to yeah. me. He also has one of the funnier quotes in film history when in Anaconda, he says... Is it just me, or does the jungle make you really really horny. You've got Larry the Cable Guy is in all three as Toe Mater. We uh, we talked about him enough. Look, Larry the Cable Guy is a stand-up comedian from those uh, blue-collar comedy specials, right? Who is playing a character. He's playing a character. He's not really that guy. Although, listen, much as I don't like the character, I right. respect that this guy made a character and has yeah. made it millions upon millions of dollars with it. In the same way that I respect Dice Clay for creating a character right. and just... Selling the character. Right. Pee Wee Herman, too. Right. There is definitely a market for podunk comedy. I guess I should do this, Gator Dunn. Next, you have Bonnie Hunt, who played uh, Sally Carrera. Tia Carrera? No, not Tia Carrera. Oh, love Tia Carrera. I like her, too. I wish she was in this movie. Yeah. As a hot car. Yeah, no, I'd fuck is, that car. Nope, I'd so, put it right in her tailpipe, so, right in her exhaust. <laughs> oh, baby, in the gas tank. <laughs> Sorry, it's just Bonnie Hunt. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Right. She was in a couple of Beethoven's. A couple. She's of, a pretty sexy car. A couple huh, of man? cheaper by the dozen movies. Um, That's right. Jerry Maguire. Yeah. And uh, I think she she was in Jumanji and in yes in yes. Gr the Green Mile. Too in a serious. That's role. right. She was uh, his wife, right? Uh, Tom Hanks's wife. You got um, Tony Shalhoub playing uh, Luigi. I believe his Luigi. name is Luigi. Pretty stereotypical Italian we name. We talked about him at length. He's a trilogy superstar, of course, having been in Men in Black. You know, it's Monk. It's Monk. Right. That's his big role, and he's great in it. Yeah. Um, he also did the uh, voice of Splinter in the the Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Not the ones we did. Not the trilogy, but when they rebooted. Oh, really? He was voice splinter. I did not know yeah, that. Kind of interesting. You also had his little helper, the, uh, the, the Guido character, played by Guido Quarini. Yes. Who is a Pixar animator and yes. producer. One of many examples of the Pixar guys just kind of doing voices on their own, mm -hmm. too, just jumping in. You've got Cheech. Cheech Marin. Okay. We talked about him in the last episode, Ghostbusters, because he appeared in Ghostbusters uh, 2. He's a trilogy superstar. This, this role slightly larger than that role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just barely so. <laughs> yeah. He's also in Cannonball Run trilogy. We know what he's from. 
It's Cheech from Cheech and Chong. Right. Cheech is a cameo. Cheech is purely a cameo. Because when you see Cheech, it's Cheech. I don't right. care what he's doing. That's Cheech. Same with Chong, which I think was a missed opportunity that I was like blown away to find that was George Carlin, who plays the uh, the other, he plays like the VW bus or whatever, right. who's like a total hippie. So in my mind, I was like, I couldn't place his voice, but my mind immediately was like, well, it must be Chong. Ah, oh, man. That's some heavy shit, man. Jennifer Lewis, who plays Flo. She's, a, did you know she's known as the mother of black Hollywood? And I say yeah. that because that's the name of her memoir. Yeah. So she's in like just tons of movies in that genre, whether it be Sister Act, Poetic right. Justice, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the Medea movies, TV. She was like on Fresh Prince, Different World, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Blackish. I could go on and on. Paul Dooley. Who played um, the Sarge? I know you are a big fan because you're a big fan of the Popeye movie. Yes. He played Wimpy in he Popeye. He did play Wimpy. Yep. He did. I would gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. He would gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. The sheriff is played by Michael Wallace, who's a Route 66 historian and not actor. And he's done like huh. 17 books, one of them about Route 66. So an example of them always bringing in people from just the culture. Lizzie, the old Model T car. Oh, who was like town. married to the f town founder or whatever, the statue. That's Catherine Helmond. And from, she's from Who's the Boss? Who's the Boss, of course. Yeah, she's played Mona, the sex-starved mom. Yes. That's what made her famous in my world. Yeah, well, that's the only thing I knew her from, too. No, you know her from another thing. She had a minor part in... Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. She is a trilogy superstar. She plays like the hostess at the Mint Hotel, one of the hotels they go to. Mm. I mean, she comes to the door. Maybe I don't. I don't remember. I don't. Does it? Does but it counts. It counts. She's in it. Yeah. Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger. Of course. Now we know he's a trilogy superstar. Empire Strikes Back. Yes. But you know he's Pixar's baby. Of course. He's a Pixar superstar. Right. He's been in like every Pixar film. They even fucking make fun of it <laughs> the in gag. this very movie. Yeah. In, in the, the first credits. movie. In the yeah. credits. We all, of course, know that's Cliff Clavin from Cheers. And Daryl Waltrip is the uh, is the one of the announcers. Yeah, and he's just a race car driver. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the history of him as a race. I car believe driver. he's a NASCAR announcer now. Yeah, he, he maybe. was a former. Surely you don't yeah. expect me to give you his record. He's no. a famous race car driver. Yeah, those are all the actors, my friend, that are in all three of these movies. Yeah. So let's jump right into our little breakdowns where we talk about like the little funny little details we've seen in the movies. The observations. Our, our remaining notes, yeah, if you our, will. Our, yeah. our remaining notes is the best way of putting it. All right, sure. so let's start it off with cars. Terrible. Cheryl Crow song. Ugh. I don't know how many people like her music. She is acceptable to liberals and Republicans. I guess so. Slightly. They yeah. both kind of like her. I know people were taking her side in the whole Sheryl Crow, Lance Armstrong sure. thing. And they were like, I'm with Sheryl Crow. And I'm like, I'm with neither of them. Is that okay? Is yeah, that a position I, mean, I can take know. that I don't give a fuck about these two people <laughs> and what they do with their lives? Like, yeah. He cheated at a bike race. I was born in the South. Sometimes I have a big mouth when I see something that I don't like. I gotta say it. Obviously, we talked a little bit about Paul Newman. He's a pretty enormous star of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Like, he's a monster. Yeah. In the world And he of kept it going up until... Hollywood. I mean, again, this was the last movie he made. Yeah. But, like, he was working for... 60 years. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, The Hustler, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And even in the 90s, 90s. Had, a, had a run. Hudsucker Proxy. I believe he got a nomination for Nobody's Fool 
in the early 90s as well, 94. Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition. That was uh, early. It was a 2000? Oh, that was Hanks. Something like that. Great movie. He's great yep. in it. And then, of course, Newman's known for his, like, his philanthropy with the salad dressings and the food and blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> the Newman's own, of course. Of course. Yeah. All right. But he was also a hardcore race car driver and um, race team owner and like race enthusiast. And I'm sure that's why I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. He's a huge get for this movie. Yeah. I don't know that we needed him. Yeah. Any and that old movie guy was... could have just done the voice here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that... Surely no kid that would watch this movie would be like, ooh, Paul Newman is in this movie? Right. George Carlin, we talked about him at length uh, during Bill and Ted. That's what he's a trilogy superstar for, of course. Michael Keaton... Talked about him at length during Spider-Man. That's right. The trilogy superstar. He does the voice was, of the competitor in this in the first he was movie. Chick. Yeah. Um, he couple, had a mustache. Yes. And I enjoyed that. Why is it that they they create so many mustaches in this movie they for do. different cars? And they don't seem to necessarily fit the front of the car there. Like it's it's a really kind of crammed yeah. on like what is that the grill? I don't... What well, is that? They're struggling to give the cars, like, a unique personality. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the only answer they have <laughs> is mustache. <laughs> like, there's never anything else. Like, nobody has anything you else. Like, is that car have a mustache? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Well, what? In the car world... How do I know the difference between that car and that car? That one has a mustache. <laughs> oh, okay. Really? I you, mean... You know you have a problem when you can't differentiate between all the characters. <laughs> like... That one has the mustache. Yeah. How long did it take you to grow that mustache? Couple of days. I wish I could grow one. A couple of more voices that are quick trilogy superstars. Edie McClurg. She was um, the secretary in Ferris Bueller. Yes. She's a trilogy superstar. She was actually in both the Oh God trilogy and the Rugrats trilogy. Wow. You know what? A little interesting fact I found out about her as Go well. Ahead. She is also the voice of the woman with the goiter in Seinfeld. It's my goiter, isn't it? <laughs> did you did you say goiter? What? What goiter? <laughs> This football-shaped lump jutting out the side of my neck. Uh, Jeremy Piven as his agent. Yes. Yeah. Georgia superstar Rush Hour. We talked about him. We right. did a Rush Hour. Right. He has that funny cameo as the gay designer. Yeah. We know him from Entourage, whatever. Sure. People hate him, but I could care less. He's kind of a piece of shit. Whatever. Me. I mean, I don't know. He ate mercury and almost died, though. It's terrible. What? I, he ate. He almost died of mercury poisoning. Who fed him mercury? From fish, from sushi. He ate so much sushi, he had a mer mercury disaster. Well, what a fucking idiot. Why is he eating that much sushi well, for? I, I don't, listen, am I Jeremy Piven? I he, don't know. He forced it upon himself. <laughs> you want me to feel bad for him that he ate that much sushi? That's like the guy had a heart attack because he was really <laughs> fucking fat. Well, I'm just telling you what happened. Right. And of course, finally, Jay Leno, who is a trilogy superstar. That's the only reason I'm mentioning him, because he also played himself in Major League. Major uh, League I believe it was Major League Two. Suddenly, boom, I got a face full of gas, and then my face caught on fire. I don't know if he's watching a movie or he's having a dream where there's like giant spark plug aliens. Yeah. And the first thing I thought, this is, we're getting into, this doesn't make any sense. That's a piece of you, right? So if there's a human equivalent, is that a giant like lung like attacking? A heart, like a heart? Right. Or like something inconsequential, like some veins just, you know, on legs coming into town. It's very weird to try to compare to biology. These creatures is something. I mean, it's a car, but it's not a car yeah. without a human inside. And in that scene, do those two cars flash lightning when they turn on their headlights real fast in the beginning? Like when he wins the race? I think that's are a those, titty joke. Are those tits? Yeah, I think that's a boob joke. We're not making those the eyes. Yeah. I feel like that's the titty. What are they going to be? Right? Which is to say that that means that uh, Lightning McQueen, every time he goes ka is showing you his dick. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 
chow. And they're like, show us the lightning bolt. Show us the bolt. And you're like, uh, okay, calm down. Let's see your dick. So he, t- he takes him out to California. Mac, his, his tr- obviously the Mac truck that's taking him which also that that always brings up to me like okay this is a mac truck named mac are all mac trucks named mac you know what i mean like a good question it's lazy you can't scratch the surface because you'll find nothing i want this movie to feel more like a a sophisticated pixar film which there are many of yeah instead of thomas the tank engine uh so mac takes him in the truck but at some point mac is checking out his reflection in a like a tanker in front of him. And I'm like, aren't you checking out your reflection in the ass of that car? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's the back of that car. And like, again, this is me from the beginning the movie started going, none of this makes sense. Aren't you people? Like, aren't you? <laughs> I didn't catch that one, but you're He's right. like, look at like, Whoa, like making faces in the ass of another vehicle. I gotta feel like the body of a car though, like isn't as sacred as the body of a human in this world. It's more like your clothes than yeah. it is like your body. But he's driving him and like the other cars notice that Ratzenberger's falling asleep and it's like apparently yeah. in this world like cars punish other cars that fall asleep at the wheel like they right. they torture them like that's the worst thing you can do in a, in, a, in a culture completely devoted to driving you fell asleep at the wheel yeah so you're a piece of fucking shit but I like, suppose go after do him. people do this to other people like no right maybe like a person walking around and they're just asleep sleepwalking <laughs> yeah. everywhere yeah what's the people are like what the fuck are you yeah. doing meanwhile lightning's like a fucking Walmart truck dispatch. <laughs> keep driving or fired. I don't give a shit of your tire. You keep right. going. Yeah, it's that kind yeah. of attitude that killed Tracy Morgan's friend. Okay. <laughs> I think you're right. You went through a real serious thing, but you did you did forgive the Walmart driver. Is I that right? forgave him and I'm not even mad at him no more. But you know who is mad at him? Who? All my white neighbors. <laughs> you wouldn't have hit his ass. He wouldn't be living next door to me. <laughs> I got daughters. We're introduced to the uh, the small town. In this world, the flies are little cars. That confused it's me so, weird. so much. And they're not helicopters. They're see... like little cars flying in the sky. That's what I'm going to say. There's no dog cars, right? Right. And I get the joke, obviously. But listen, if you're going to do that, what are we? Electronically replicating every creature on Earth with, right. with fucking cars? In this car town, the flies are even cars. All right. That's what they're telling the kids, but I'm wondering, oh, okay, what the fuck that means? What are their lives like? <laughs> you know, like because I don't even know what our main characters' lives are really like. So really that odd. just it asks more questions than it answers. It's really odd. Well, I see the horse fly. Ah, I see the dragon fly. <laughs> I see the house fly. <laughs> see, I see all that too. You mentioned Mater before, right? <laughs> Yeah. And to me, Mater is like someone who's mentally challenged, mm-hmm. especially in this movie. Like, I don't know what the equivalent in Cars is to someone who's mentally challenged in this in our world. Yeah. So what? Maybe he's missing like a his his, his hood. That's his part of his brain. Yeah. That's part of his brain. That's the idea. That's at the end. He finds it for a second, <laughs> yeah. right? And he puts it on. It'd be funny if he put it on. And it was you know flowers for Algernon, <laughs> yes. and he was suddenly exactly. just like, my dear boy, I think but I, I mean, figured really, it out. Oh, I lost it. It like, takes it further than like just like a dumb guy. I feel like he's. Yeah, something's up with him. <laughs> but he's doing so well. Well, I think that's the tops. So they, at some point, they're they're putting the the tar machine on right uh, lightning to make him fix the road. Yeah, and of course he escapes immediately, and then runs out of gas. And they're like, ha ha ha, we got you. We siphoned the gas out while you were sleeping. 
Well, you're like sucking his dick. Sucking on his dick. What else could it possibly be? Yeah, I think that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, the fire truck just blasts him right in the eyes and the windshield. I'm yeah. like, doesn't that hurt? You're getting blasted <laughs> by a fire truck in the eyes. Like, I can't get over, like, uh, you know, these, you know. I guess if my eye was as big as a windshield, what's with the eyes anyway? It's really one gigantic eye with yeah. two pupils on the inside. I love to, there's a point, she, the car turns around. Oh, I'm waiting for this. Sally the lawyer car. Yeah. Is it a joke about a tramp stamp? Yeah, there's a tramp stamp joke. And that is like that stupid car cling that a lot of girls would get, too. Yeah. And I was like, it's kind of true. Yeah, I guess those are the girls who had tramp stamps. It's kind of you know I mean? true, actually. And then she became a lawyer and yeah, then had to find herself. her life around. I could see that. Skank. Meanwhile, she's given him all this guilt about being like Mater's best friend. And it's like, he just met this yeah. needy local hick. Right. Why do we, why, why hey, all the he guilt? attached to you and now he's your problem. Why? why? I've, I've been here a day. <laughs> right. You like, just think this was a crazy person. In real life, you and I would be like some crazy fucking guys right. hanging on to me, calling me his best friend. I just want to finish my I parole. have to imagine anytime anybody comes into town, Probation. Mater's like, you're my best friend now. Pass. People let me tell you about my best friend. You don't have any friends. You'd think McQueen would know immediately about Hornet. Why didn't you recognize him? Right. I mean, really? Yeah. What do you, what do you, it seems a little weird, and especially his name was Doc Hudson. Yeah. If Reggie Jackson was the judge at my trial, I'd remember yeah. that it was Reggie fucking Jackson. Right, and it was like He's, Doc Reggie, and I'd be like, <laughs> he kind of looks like Reggie Jackson. Is Mr. October rendering a verdict against me right now? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> huh. I got the two home run balls I hit in the World Series. Some wretched little shit got the third one. At the end, when he's he's like, "Is there anything I can uh, you know do for you?" and he's like, "There is one thing," and he gets Mater the helicopter ride. It, it made me laugh. It made me la- You're laugh. You're such a, a sucker lot. sometimes, Cagney. But then they try to they try to redo that <laughs> moment in all the other movies. And yeah, it just, it well, does, it just doesn't work. Yeah, I know. All right, so yeah, that's where we are with one. I'm sorry, you can take it to two, and we go to another continent. To cars too. On our first cup of coffee, we're on our third cup of tea. And we can't pretend to live on different planets, you and me. In this collision of worlds, watch the new day dawn on a distant shore. get the first scene Michael Caine is ziplining above them like you know doing spy stuff as a car good thing that cars can't look up or down because <laughs> their cars like they can I only see wrote, in front of them I was like is everything in this world like five times as big because their cars if I go to the car restaurant or movie theater or hotel is it all giant because it's cars yeah I mean you, so you see them in the plane riding over too and it's I just like I feel like in the beginning part like uh, there's decks on these boats where only humans could walk a yeah fuck submarine like there's certain things right. that are quintessentially associated with made humans. for humans they're made for humans to go inside this is of. where it gets yeah. really lazy here where right. they start just kind of forgetting about what the world they made and you're like whoa what in the fuck right and there's nothing you can do to not bring this question up because either they tell you nothing which is what they kind of did or really build a history with which would take a million years right and, and still would be ultimately full of holes. be boring and pointless right i never properly introduced myself Finn Mac Missile, British intelligence. Co-mighty, average intelligence. Mm-hmm. I'll mention real fast some of our trilogy superstars in this one. Michael Caine. Michael yes. Caine. Michael Caine. Trilogy superstar, Dark Knight, and Austin Powers. Eddie, I failed you. 
Eddie Izzard. Yes. Okay, he's a trilogy superstar. He was in Oceans, if you remember. You've got Thomas Kreitschman, who's a trilogy superstar for Captain America. Yes, he's he the played Baron uh, Wolfgang von Strucker. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw that. I was like, oh, wow, that German car. I was yeah. like, who's the German car? And I'm like, oh, oh, wow, he's a random trilogy superstar. Cagney, I got them all here. Yeah, I figured you would. the horribly worthless Joe Montagna. Joe Montagna. Who is one of the worst actors in, in history. If you want to hear how I feel about Montagna, go back to the Godfather trilogy. Joey Zaza. The worst. One Taste of- the salchich is delicious. I don't want your food. You got it, right? I don't the want. I don't want your sausage sandwich. You dirty hey, son of a bitch. He kicked a sucker ball <laughs> at me. He's literally Fat Tony. I am not so much disappointed as I am blinded with rage. Bruce Campbell, a hero yes. of the, uh, the the podcast. Both you and uh, yes. Phil are big fans, but we covered him extensively in the uh, the Evil Dead trilogy mm-hmm. and the Raimi Spider Man trilogy. That's right, Raimi's boy. If I may mention, I think there might be a loose connection to the fact that uh, Bruce Campbell was in a remake of The Love Bug in the early 2000s for I Disney. I see that. Yeah, it kind of seems like maybe they pulled him in for yeah. that. I also want to mention, while we're talking about this part, go ahead. Uh, they torture him to death after this. Yeah, they torture uh, him. They torture him and to death. And it's funny, it reminded me of Another Bruce Campbell movie, Congo, where he's in the very first scene and gets murdered by apes, yeah. and then the entire plot is about about his whole yeah, yeah started off by him being murdered. Oh yeah, as long as I'm in there somewhere, sure. You have Jeff Garland who does a voice in this movie as the car that always breaks down, uh, trilogy superstar, RoboCop, and yes. Austin Powers, and finally Franco Nero is also in this movie, and he is a trilogy superstar in John Wick, which of this. Taping is still a trilogy. Huh. I, uh, I'm going to talk about some more Mater bits that I like. Go for it. I would say the the wasabi thing where he's like, come on, just a little bit more, because he thinks it's ice cream. Yeah. And then his response uh, in Japanese saying, my condolences. <laughs> 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 Fucking cracked me up. And you know what? That's the first mention in the movie of human food, which is another yeah. way they kind of fuck up. Right. Why would he have, what's ice cream? What's wasabi? Why would a right. car be involved with that? Right. So, I mean, they have mouths, so they have to eat things. Uh, but still, Why like, else would you have a mouth? I don't know. To talk with. But why are they talking? They're cars. You're getting there. Scoop, scoop. There you go. Now that's a scoop of ice cream. They mentioned the lemon concept early on in the movie. Yeah. And that had me thinking like, okay, later on they justify it as like a weak car. Yeah. But again, I'm like, maybe I've just got disabilities on the brain, but I'm like, is that a a car with a birth defect? Is that like a car that's like a crippled or something? (laughs) Well, that's the thing is that lemon is (laughs) is a human term for cars that don't do it. Now, cars have this term, right? They're like, oh, he's a lemon. He's a car always breaks down. Like, you mean dies? Yeah. Does he just die? That's what die? I'm saying. And that's a perfect like, transition to me questioning how Doc died because they don't explain it. No, they don't. Right? And it's like, I guess like- He's like, a car. He like could like live forever. Day, one day your engine just seizes up and you never, you just don't see it coming. Right. And that's it. Right, yeah. Car just gives that's, up. That's what know? I was thinking. When the, when the <laughs> block cracks, you're gone. What else is there? 
So, how, how did uh, how did Doc go? Well, he went into a garage, put a, a hose in his tailpipe, <laughs> stuck it in his mouth in the front, and uh, did the rest. That's like me. He ate his own farts until he yeah, died. It's like, he, he, yeah. I just want to hear the doctor say that Jerry had a fart attack. Is that too much to ask? Mater is leaking oil, and suddenly they play it like it's urine, but in the past it's been food, and it's been blood. Right. So what is oil? So they drink piss. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's all, it's completely, like, I never liked oil before. It's like, you never started just bleeding out onto the ground. Or, <laughs> I, you know. And no one's concerned. Uh, if someone pissed in front of me uncontrollably, I'd be like, are you all yeah. right? Speaking of Mater, he's like too stupid to just explain to Lightning what's going on. Like, he's misleading Lightning at every turn. I am a car. I am not a spy. <laughs> like, just get there. flat out. Get there. Yeah. It took you two hours. Just get there immediately. He's like, like I'm like, a tow truck. And he's about. like, right, and I'm in logistics. <laughs> it's like, like Mater, don't you understand? No, it? Yeah. Only a tow truck. Yeah, did you hear his tone of voice? He was being sarcastic. That's yeah. a cue to you <laughs> that he just thinks you were... Fucking around. He doesn't know social cues. Yeah, Come on. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I love it. They're like, so you're really just a tow truck? Like, yeah, I've been trying to say that the entire goddamn time. I'm so basic. Everything is just very general <laughs> yeah. for me. Like, no matter what. Yeah. Straight I was wondering ahead. why, when I said you were playing a really, really stupid, ugly, dumb person, that you cried a lot. <laughs> are you trying to hurt my feelings? Because if so, you are succeeding. Fortunately, my feelings regenerate at twice the speed of a normal man's. I thought the airport battle was pretty cool, but why would planes have luggage if no one's on them? They crash yes, into a luggage yes. vehicle halfway through the race, and I'm like, well, who's that luggage for? Right. Who's that for? Right. Just so inconsistent. I know. I know. The world building sucks. I love good world building. That's yeah. my problem. That's the Harry thing. Harry Potter is cool because of the world building, not because right. of the writing or the, even the plot. It's the world that's created. Right, right. So come and on. It, I mean, Go the extra mile. How did Mater write that note in Paris when he left? How did he write that note? With his wheel? It's pretty good right. penmanship. That's right. all I'm saying about that. When we're in Paris, Paris is still all the same with like all the attractions and everything. So are you telling me that like a car made all the art in the Louvre? Yes. Which is prominently displayed? A, like car, a car built made the that? Eiffel Tower? <laughs> This is the end of the second race in Paris. And you have <laughs> Mater is like trying to in the middle of like this crowd of people photographing us trying to and he's yelling out. to yeah. him, And he's like, I think I hear my friend. Yeah, you're in fucking Paris. And you heard a hillbilly's voice. It's your friend. Like <laughs> the fact that he's like, huh, golly, that was weird. He hears him. He's yelling at him like he was like, they're going to kill you. Right. They're going to get each other. He's like, wait, what? What's that in the court? And he's like, and he's like, oh, I said uh, you killed at the race. The guy like, grabs him and he tries to cover. And he's like, oh, oh, OK. And he's like, yeah, and tomorrow you're going to be finished. And he's like, what? And he's like, uh, nothing. At the finish line. <laughs> Wait, what? No, what? Like, it's just this confusing, like, half-threatening, like, lightning doesn't get it you're at like, all. You're like, like, stop saying things. And he never brings it up. It's not like he goes to anyone and goes like, so this guy said something really weird to me. I feel a little weird about it. McQueen! Wait, that really sounded like Mater. McQueen, they're gonna kill you! Mater! That was me. I said you killed out there today. You're the best. I, I really thought I heard my friend. In England, you'll be finished at the finish line. 
Wait, what? I just liked the ending when we got to the ending where everything was revealed and there was that cool fight between his pit crew that had come to watch yeah. and the and the lemon cars, the mafia families, and they're yeah, like yeah, kind of yeah. kicking their asses. I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, you had Wido, little Guido like kicks one of their ass and does a little beat stop. Yeah. But the other, I was yeah, like, I, funny. I don't know. I love the I like, little, it. I like Guido. We talked about a lot of this during the plot. So yeah. we can just kind of keep moving. The only point I wanted to talk about is how bad that song is at the end. The Collision of Worlds song with... Yeah, which one is that one? It is Brad Paisley and Robbie Williams yeah. doing a thing where they go back and forth. Uh, you cross the pond, you, the Union Jack, and you have your coffee, and we have our tea, and you have this, and then it's just going like... You're, I'm American, I'm British, I'm American, I'm British, and our worlds are colliding. <laughs> they weren't like at, at any real odds in this movie. That wasn't the point of the movie. Yeah, and they're talking about coffee and tea. Yeah. Did we see any <laughs> car drink coffee or tea? This is like this was like ebony and ivory for cars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this was like the worst song I've ever heard. Why we're not as different as we thought. Worlds <laughs> are colliding. Like yeah. oh, fuck everyone. Fuck everyone. The perfect segue into <laughs> cars. Three. I feel discouraged and I doubt myself. But you know you can't blame it on nobody else. Only you know where it is. You belong. Sing along. You gotta run that face. You gotta run that face. You do it at a pace. Long as we get to run that face. I like that these trilogies at least weren't on, on top of each other. But it's it's kind of funny. I was thinking about that. Of the 10 years of Lightning McQueen's career, these were the most important stories <laughs> that we had to hear. Like In a world of cars driving themselves, it always looks like they're bearing down to take a shit when they want to drive faster. Like they're pushing yeah. from behind in some way. <laughs> Couple of quick trilogy superstars for this movie. We've got Nathan Fillion. He's in this movie, Castle. Yeah, okay. and was in uh, Firefly, the... Right. He's also... Josh Whedon show. Right. Ultimately, he'll wind up being a trilogy superstar because of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Arnie Hammer is in this movie as the bad guy. He eats people. He eats people and wants to lick the blood of women. Yeah. He's a fucking cannibal. Very unfair cancellation. He didn't actually cannibalize someone. Just being into that doesn't disqualify you. It grosses me out. Well, I still like him. You don't even know him. <laughs> Angel Oquendo plays Bobby Swift. He's a trilogy superstar from Oceans. And of course, Dietrich Bader does a voice. And he's not a trilogy superstar, but I always think of him as a poor man's Paul Rudd. He has voiced Batman. Just you want to you know, talk about some nerd shit? He has voiced Batman it. many times. He's actually the voice of Batman on the Harley Quinn show right now. What is wrong with me? You're a sociopathic narcissist. It was rhetorical, asshole. Uh, we got the exit of the two guys who are the owners. Right. Those guys are actually hosts of an NPR show that's devoted to just cars and car talk. Well, and you know, Scott, I haven't even mentioned it. They use drivers in both the American and European circuits in all three of these movies. Yeah. And like all the biggest drivers have like a voice, a line. Yeah. You know, they're in the background. They use they do yeah. a funny pun with their name and they're Mary in the background. Mary Andretti is a, a car at some point. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, in addition to the big names, like Waltrip is in all three movies and like uh, Richard Petty is a main character in like the first movie. Yeah. Is the old car. And you have uh, Jeff Jeff Gordon, I right. think, is in it right. at some point. So they're, they're, they're all over the place. Yeah. So they, those two 
hosts of Car Talk are just a small example of them using real vehicular people. Right. Because they even use... So Lasseter's just a fan of Car Talk, Right. Basically. I mean, in a second <laughs> yeah. movie, the boat is played by the guy who's like the fishing boat captain on uh, The Deadliest Catch. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. So... It's, it's just anyone funny. that's re remotely connected to those worlds, right? Yeah. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi. I have um, a new Ford Aspire. Boy, oh. I mean, you talk about a dumb name. Well, it aspires to be something better, yeah. Exactly. I mean, why would you name a car? I mean, what what were they thinking? What did they think we well, were going to Well, they had narrowed it down to two choices. It was either Aspire or Expire. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get into the training. Yeah, the training. Cruise. I think that's kind of funny. I think she's pretty funny. The treadmill bit's funny with the clouds and the bugs and shit. That's yeah. funny. Um, and where it's all it's all about psychological, you know. Right. Whatever. Don't get the yips, basically. Like, don't get in your own head. She's like, name your tires. And I'm like, so he should name his limbs? Yeah. Like, I don't have a name for my left arm. It's yeah. just, it's Vin. Right. The right. name is Vin. Yeah. Everything hanging off my body is Vin. Yeah. If you want to throw down in fisticuffs, fine. I've got Jack Johnson and Tom O'Leary waiting for you right here. He like jumps into the simulator, that wacky simulator. And it's really, ultimately, it's clear that Lightning has PTSD. And he goes yeah. into the simulator and it activates his PTSD. He's right. having flashbacks, it crashes. Yeah. It's like someone, this is deeper than we... And then I think, it's, is it after he has the fucks up the simulator? He has the moment he's outside and the, that woman's like right in his face and she's like, you're all washed up, McQueen. And he's like, what? And then she's suddenly like eight feet away from going, the floors are all washed up and yeah, clean. Yeah, yeah. Which is like kind of a funny moment, but also like, dude, are dude, you losing your fucking mind? Are you concussed? Like, yeah, are you like all right? fucked up. <laughs> no one even cares about his past problems. I. It's yeah. horrible. He's He's got trauma. <laughs> it really does give more credence to, to Doc in the first one, I'm like, maybe he ran away because he was traumatized yeah. from the crash. He was, he like, was sick. He was, he was sick. My diagnosis is that you've experienced a severe anxiety attack. Me? Then they go and train on the beach. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. They decide to go to the demolition derby. We're yeah. pursued by a big butch lesbian school bus <laughs> with a nose ring. What yeah. is this? It reminded me of a goofy movie. Where they stop at like fucking Pete's Possum Pals, and it's like almost like a uh, country bear jamboree oh, kind of really? show with like, but it's very janky and like the sun, you know, Max is there like this is fucking garbage and grody <laughs> and like it seemed like that like they went off the beaten path and ended up in like hillbillyville yeah. like and yeah. again we return back to this hillbilly culture that was so embraced in the first movie right and now we're really in it what they're doing is they're trying to reiterate the theme from the first movie that's all about like small town local characters and it's emphasized when they go to the the other small town of the new trainer right and it's, it's a it's, different small town with different old people sitting around car tables right. which keep popping up in these movies what could a car use a table for <laughs> That's all low to the ground, like a yeah. disc. It looks yeah. insane. We all sat around a table. What Why? is this? For what? There's <laughs> what are never, you putting on the table? There's nothing on the table. <laughs> it, 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 like two and three, a car table. Yeah. Which is weird. That, why wouldn't Doc gone back to his old town? He had to go to he a went completely, to a completely new town. town and disappeared yeah. and hid away from everybody. And they're all like, we don't know where the fuck he went. It's like, but he could have went back to you. I, what did he But then they were like, yeah, then we talked to him after we. he finally came back after he trained you. And talked to us and was like, I'm really happy training like, really, this Really? You could just come and visit and every once in a died. while. Yeah. We're but I mean, you were pretty obviously going to see Doc's trainer from the beginning. He's watching yeah. the crash video. And he's oh, like, and course. there's his trainer, Smokey. We like, know. We'll see him you later. Gave, you gave yeah. him a name. You gave him a name so we know we're going to see him later. And Mater's the one who makes him think of that. All right. 
And that's his only part in pretty much the whole movie. A mater, he just like calls it in. Literally, he, he has a FaceTime. <laughs> he, he Skypes with he him. He Skypes yeah. with him. And the, yeah, they have FaceTime. They have Skype. Are you telling me a car invented the internet? Many people are often run off the information superhighway when trying to understand terms like cyberspace, email, and the internet. But with the right help, it's easy to get back on. They're traveling to Smokey, to the, the town with the old people to get trained at one point. And she goes, well, how do you know that Smokey will be here? And he goes, I don't. And I was waiting for like, okay, asshole, what makes you think he might be here? Yeah. Because you know what I meant by the question. <laughs> not fucking like, okay, I know you, you're not sure he'll be here. You're just being a dick. Right, but what made you come to here right. looking for him is what I mean, you fucking jerk off. You're back. No. Well, how'd you know his head would grow back? It grows back. And then the race, I will say, the racing flip that Doc did, that he learned. I knew and did, it was coming. Pretty and badass. It badass. The, the both flip times. Both, both times the original looked, and the second. And you feel it coming and you're like, pretty yeah, cool. It's pretty fucking cool. It is cool. Yeah. I do like that, that they were like, well, you, you, you can never be faster than these people. So we're going to teach you some tricks how to beat them at their own game. I didn't hate, the training. I didn't hate yeah. the training. But again, it's all useless training for lightning because at the end of the day, it was all really just training for her. And it's like hilarious because the whole movie is like, Jesus Christ, Lightning, just be just her be trainer. trainer. What, what What did we learn here? Let other like, people you know, have a chance. <laughs> exactly. Let other like, people have a chance. That, isn't that the point? Isn't that the point of the whole movie is step aside and let the new generation? Because yeah. it's sports. That's what happens in sports. It's what happens. It's fourth and inches, and the Giants are going for it. You've got to love sports. At the end, Lightning tells him to say, like, tell her not to hit any crabs or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Sweet little crabs. Crabs are an organic creature and it's the only time an organic creature is mentioned in this trilogy. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Those flies before were cars. Is a crab <laughs> a crab? Right. What are we doing here? They yeah. fucked it up. In the same way they were lazy in two by giving them actual food to eat. They're right. lazy in three with this crab information. Yeah, yeah. They can't have it all. We're crab people now. Crab. We're crab people now? Yes. I think that's about all I have on this. It was kind of just a, a ripoff to me. And uh, this it, was, it was very much the third movie felt kind of, eh, you know, very ho-hum. It wasn't funny enough. Um, it wasn't brutal, but it was very ho-hum. Yeah, I agree. And if you or I were cars, maybe this would appeal to us more. What kind of car would you be? Me? Uh, I see myself as the first car I had when I was a teenager. That's a Toyota Corolla <laughs> SR5. Nice. Red. You know, sun sunroof. Nice. Big time car for the late 80s. Yeah. Into the early 90s. I would probably, I, I feel like I'd, I mean, I'd like to think I'd be a cool car. But <laughs> I, know I feel I'm like not. I'd end up being like a minivan or something. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, you would be a minivan. Just kind of like, hey, how's but it going, guys? Like, 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 get shorty the Cadillac of minivan, Scott. That's how I see you, my yes, friend. Yes, yes. <laughs> thank you. As always, when we um, do an episode, um, we have a mission for Phil that we yes. like to send him out on. This time, Scott, you came up with a, a vehicular concept for him. Why don't we just take no, a listen as uh, to what you, you set up his, for him? This is his car report. 
Thanks, Vin. Thanks, Scott. You couple of lemons, you. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Hey, folks, Phil here, your field correspondent for the Trilogy Podcast. The boys had a lot of theories about the Cars movies and whether or not the Cars were, in fact, people at one point. Well, coincidentally, I've been doing a bit of my own research. Last week, I was hit, or <laughs> bit, by a car, and tonight, there's a full moon, so who knows what might happen. <laughs> Uh, people turning into cars. That's so stupid. What am I, some sort of a go-bot? I mean, how would one even... Ah, Jesus Christ! What? Oh, oh, God! I'm burning up! Oh, no! Oh, my eyes are stretching and becoming a windshield! Ugh. Jesus, this hurts! My hands, they're becoming rubbery! I'm so plump! Good God, I've got tires! For hands! Jesus fucking Christ, let me die! Oh, now they're my ears are rear view mirrors, but they're behind my window eyes! Now I can't hear or see behind me! What's the point of that? Oh fuck, my mouth is widening! Please, make it stop! Help me! I'm afraid! I didn't mean to call you lemons, guys! Ah! Boy, that was really sad. Yeah. For Phil. Yeah. He's just an empty cup. Yeah, he is a bit of an empty cup. A bit of an empty cup. You if only what? he could find a way to fill that cup. That cup can't be filled because it's empty. Because <laughs> that cup is filled. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we don't care. All right, so yes. moving on. Um, let's uh, wrap this bad boy up. Sure. This was a hard one for me, Scott. It really was, in terms of ranking them, it wasn't a successful trilogy. I can tell you that. No. The third one, in particular, I think, was especially bad, especially obnoxious. Just, it was boring. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really love any of these all too much, so it's hard to rank them. I'd say one, two, three. Hmm. Um, I guess I admired the the visual presentation that was, you know, original in the first film. Sure. And I, I respect that to some degree. The racing looks cool. Yeah. looks The racing all looks cool. There are two cool racing scenes in it. Yeah. Two, a little too plot heavy for me. Um, you like the plot, but for me, the mm. plot was, though it was there, unlike the first movie, it was kind of false and rang a little untrue to me. Yeah. I mean, these are so close though, Scott. And yeah. the third one was just a rehash, just some nonsense. So I'm going to go one, two, three, unsuccessful. Okay. I think I explained this to you the other day after watching the first one. I, I said I was so conflicted watching the movie because, like, you know, I'm being entertained yeah. to a level. Like, the, there was shit. Like I said, I laughed out loud at points. Like, All it was, three it was, have funny moments. They were funny. They're funny movies. They're Pixar movies. Of course, they're going to have some sort of quality to them. They're, yeah. they're, they know what the fuck they're doing, obviously. Um, but I was conflicted because, again, it's this, you know, shitty world building of like, I have so many questions and I shouldn't have this many questions right. while watching the movie. I'm I'm somebody who, it's not that hard for me to suspend my disbelief, yeah. you know? So if if I'm already asking this many questions from minute one of the movie, right. you got a big fucking problem on that your That was hands. a problem for me, too. They're not for us. They're kids' movies. But I could we could watch other kids. We didn't have this problem with other kids' You're movies. Right. You're right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean somewhat to a degree Hotel Transylvania, but at least that was in the world where there were humans and they were sort of in their own separate Agreed. thing. So it was like, okay, they're basing their world off of the human's world. And that's the part of this, the joke. There is no 
there's nothing to reference. There's to. no baseline. You don't know. So where overall, you're... I'm going to say unsuccessful overall because it's just a bad idea. And no matter how ex- how well you execute a bad idea, it's going to be bad. Yep. So uh, I'm actually going to say two one three, and okay. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because I did enjoy the first movie with the racing and stuff was really cool. But the first movie kind of reminded me of the first Thor, where Mm. I always say the problem with the first Thor is we see him hitting people with this hammer, going nuts, going to town in the first scene. And then the rest of the movie, they take the hammer away from him Ah, for the rest of the movie until the very end. That's right. Where he proves himself, gets his hammer, and we get to see him kick ass with a hammer again. So it's sort of the same thing where it's like we see him as a badass in a race. It's a really cool I think that the the idea of he blows his tires in that race, right? Yeah. And they end up a three-way tie. Yes. Very, very cool. Cool. And then the rest of the movie is like, let's make the movie real boring because you're going to a boring ghost yeah. town. Would like, it and it's be just, great if it was 1955? I would have watched the whole season right. of him racing instead of Me too. that. You know? Me too. Exactly right. Um, so that was very piss poor to me. The second one, the reason I think I liked it more is because they filled in that nothingness with Mater and gave Mater like a, a, a B-plot. Right. Which ended up being the A plot, really. No, it of makes the sense. Movie. I mean, they give the movie a real plot so you're not forced to dwell on this stuff that is not explainable. Right. And then the third movie, the third movie, I think, actually has a lot of heart and a good message, but it's just so clunky. And I think yeah. I've said so many times it's dumb. They half assed the decision to make this like a, like yeah. a pro inclusivity message. Right. This was a feminist message, but it wasn't it wasn't delivered by people who are feminist. Right. Is how it felt. You know what I Makes mean? Sense. Like where they still had their misgivings of like, well, people are gonna be upset if our main character, the man, let's, doesn't let's, race. Let's hedge our bets. Right. Yeah, it's kind of bullshit. So I mean, they're all sort of miss movies for me. Like all right, they me all too. the me big too. big swings and misses. Me and too. so yeah, two one three, two I enjoyed the most, I laughed the most because Mater is he's comedy, man. Like put more comedy in the movies and I won't pay attention to I didn't love how him. cars fuck and I didn't stuff, love him you know? and the fact that they based the whole movie around him, but I must say that as the movie went on, he grew on me a bit. Right. So all right, so look, we're basically in agreement. We just flip flop the first and second movies. Yeah. But ultimately I mean I didn't like yeah, any of them. Me either. All right. But well, I also didn't hate any of them. Nor did I. And because there's been times we've finished here when I've been enraged with hatred over films. I suspected we would hate these movies. No, they're whatever. And and I wasn't all the way wrong, but I well, wasn't. I didn't. Ha- Listen, picture a cloud floating in the air. That's mm. exactly what these fucking movies are. Mm. They're air. They're nothing. An empty cup. A yeah. fluffy cloud. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Trilogy Podcast. We hope you yes. have a great holiday this year, a great new year. Yeah. We suspect you'll get this around the time of New Year. So. Yeah, but hope you had a happy holiday. Merry hope Christmas. Hope it was fun. I'm happy Vin. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. If you, you celebrate. celebrate. I am Vin. <laughs> I'm Scott. And our goal, ladies and gentlemen, is to cover every single trilogy ever made for all time. And we're going to get there one day. We've been chugging along for over five years now, and we are showing no signs of stopping. Yes, right? sir. So check us out on Instagram, where I really try and parallel what we talk about in the episode with clever memes and funny jokes every single day, sometimes two a day. Yes, and also check out Twitter because we uh, put up funny polls. I know Twitter is collapsing on itself yeah, right now. Yeah, I don't now. know. I mean, I, we may not have a Twitter for long. Phil's been pushing us to close the Twitter account, but I have a tendency to ignore Phil. Phil had the funny story where he actually did close his Twitter account and then two days later got an email saying that his account has been suspended. Yeah, I think, you know what? He likes to play the victim there, but I think that's because it's Phil. They were like, all right, you're going to take your account? You're not welcome back. We're also present in a big way on TikTok and on YouTube, so check us out. All right, yeah. guys, thanks so much for listening. Listening. This has been the Cars Trilogy. 
All yes. right. Have, it's in honor of the holidays. Have a great holiday. Go play with your cars. Go, go drink some oil. Under the tree. With your family. With your chosen you family, maybe. There's a ribbon on a fire truck under the tree. Hey. You're so excited. You rip it open. It's a fire truck. And then you just push it back and forth like four times really fast. <laughs> I'll play with my fire truck. Sometimes you pull it back and it goes on its own. Oh, oh. what does a fire truck do? Hey, but hey, before we go, I just want to say one thing. <laughs> before, before you do anything else, the most important thing you have to remember is this. Don't drive like my brother. Hey, hey don't drive like my brother. You kept it going. Till the sun fell down, you kept it going. <laughs>